0: Hey, this is Healy Jones, VP of Financial Strategy here at Cruise Consulting, and I want to say thanks to our podcast sponsor, ARC. At Cruise, we've got a number of clients successfully using ARC to manage their deposits, payments, access financing all in one place. One of the things that ARC provides that's really great is over a quarter of a million dollars in FDSE coverage. Their insurance program goes beyond the standard limit, and it secures up to five and a quarter million dollars. So, startups that have even more cash than that can go and access treasury solutions that provide yield and safety. If you're a startup looking for a secure financial solution that can help you scale, please check out our sponsor, ARC, at ARC.Tech. So, when your troubles are mountain, in tax or accounting, you- with your host Scotty.
1: Welcome to Founders of Friends Podcast with Scott Warner Cruise Consulting and today my very special guest is Bebe Kim of Basis. Welcome Bebe.
2: Thank you. I'm a founder and a friend. I feel very honored.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. I think that's the first time someone said that before. That's really cool. Well, I love it and maybe start out just by retracing your career a little bit and telling us how, to, sure. how you had the idea for Basis.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, First of all, Basis uh, creates FPNA software for forward-looking finance teams. And I got the idea because this is my third company. And um, I'm the founder of Through and Through. So uh, you know, every each company I learn something new. And it all culminates into sort of professional management of the company and what that means, right? And so boils down to FPNA. Um, absolutely rely on the FPNA process for deciding what budget to uh, invest in where. And as a CEO and co-founder, you get a bunch of money from VCs um, or other funding sources, and it's just, you know, put, placing bets, right? And so how do you place bets? How do you place calculated bets that will pay off? And FPA process is the process that gets you there um, or gets you comfortable making those decisions uh, by yourself and as a team. And so in that process, it's becoming really data intensive, um lots of financial systems data is needed to create this process and i think it's a highly impactful process to help founders and teams navigate especially uncertainty like 2023 so i created the software basis to address this problem for everyone
1: that's amazing and i'm i'm one of these people who i I always call like the fpna the forward-looking financials like your map you're going as a founder you're going on this journey and you kind of know where you're trying to go, but often there's a couple, it's like a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, you know, Johnny <laughs> Depp gets, gets waylaid a couple of times. Yes. And it happens to all founders too. And so knowing how much runway, how much fuel in the tank you have is so helpful. And also knowing if you're not executing, like if you're not hitting your plan, right, that's super important. Or the converse, like say you're just kicking butt and right. oh my gosh, we can go faster or we can raise more money and go faster. Right. So so this type of software you built, I think, is r- super duper interesting.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. That's exactly right. We look at it as like a navigation system um, for, you know, sometimes you can model things out and simulate the route, right? And it's just like, oh, traffic. Okay, like, let's not go there. You don't need to waste <laughs> a bunch of money and like, let's reroute and take this other way uh, that has less traffic, right? And so um, to me, that has become a disciplined tool to... Um, help me like kind of scale what works, avoid what doesn't work, and just really navigate um, all of the other, you know, uh, tools uh, with it, like product led, do you want to do, you know, there's so many decisions that an early team uh, is faced with. Uh, and this is like, to me, the tool that really helps with with that.
1: How many people inside like the a typical client have access? Like, is it like the CEO founder and maybe like a CFO or yeah is it all the way down to like the whole executive team like who's using the software
2: absolutely um we think of it as the software is for internal budget owners and those are people who have you know a budget or the sort of authority and the insight and the experience to create calculated bets so that in the very early days is the ceo the only budget owner however um as the team grows like you've got now your head of marketing who is in charge of marketing spend right it's like Hey, do we spend this money Scott on a podcast or a flashy website? We just talked about this earlier <laughs> and what are what is the ROI for that? One is 20,000, one is just a you know 20 hours a week, right? And so so that's another budget decision and as the company grows there are more and more budget owners that need to kind of collaborate together to spend money to spend investments together.
1: That's actually where I was going with it because as the company gets bigger it's actually pretty helpful to drive accountability through the rest of the executive team. Yes. That's that's exactly what I was actually asking about cuz we have we're in the dinosaur age so we're still using like excel or google sheets but the RVPs meet with our CFO to go over their group, their direct reports, their revenue line items, things like that yes. to make sure they're on track. It's almost like a mini P&L,
2: you know, yes. like
1: do you find that happening with Basis?
2: Absolutely. And and like, you know, I think there's there's financial reporting which is uh typically a very um rear view mirror just sticking with the navigation analogy and the forward planning is at the end of the day it's like a coordination you know it's like an orchestra right like it's a coordination problem between teams because the teams depend on each other to uh grow the business so marketing pipeline is what fills leads for the sales team. And the sales needs to have enough capacity to ingest and convert these leads into sales. And then it's customer success, there needs to be more capacity for that. So it's just all related capacity between teams. um, And this coordination is crucial to make sure that, you know, scaling um, up is uh, happening hand in hand.
1: Yeah, it's so helpful. There's also like, you tell me, but I also find that the sales team, knowing what the marketing team is supposed to be doing is actually pretty helpful, right? It's like, (laughs) you kind of eliminate a lot of excuses and a lot of like, he said, he said, she said, whatever kind of stuff, you know? Yes. And I'm a lawyer
2: by background and exactly. It just helps you force decision. It helps you force definition creation, right? It's like, what is an MQL? And having healthy debates around that is amazing. And we do that all the time here. It's just like, oh, this person we don't have integration uh, for, right? Uh, is that a DQ? And then there will be a debate on that, right? It's just like, well, why doesn't product have this integration? <laughs> like, it's like, well, right now we don't, yeah. so it's a DQ. Yeah. Like, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like all of these conversations are just extremely healthy to kind of, you know, define um, accountability um, and create these definitional like uh, responsibility markers between teams.
1: Accountability is like one of my favorite words in startups, that's awesome. <laughs> but where, when you were kind of, when you were building this, what were some of the key features that you looked at? Like, you, cause you said you built this yeah. because you had done two other startups and you know, yeah. what was like the killer app, the killer feature for you? In, in yeah, that, for basis? sure.
2: So um, in my first company was sold to a late stage PE back company um, at that point called LegalZoom. We had a very well oiled IP process. I was exposed to adaptive insights, right? And as a marketing leader and i just by virtue of accessing the piano so permissions is number one because at the time we didn't have this level of collaboration um like i every month and this is before a remote office work too it's just like every month the fpna analyst would physically come near my desk with a thinkpad and, you know, give me a peep of my own budget, <laughs> right? And that's it. And it's almost like- Like a quick, to,
1: like, like here's, here's, yeah. okay, <laughs> <you away. laughs>
2: Right, 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 exactly. It's like this really, like, it's like a privilege, right? And then it's sort of like going to Chase Bank where they have this, like, screen and just like, oh, don't show anyone else. And, you know, and I'm like, wait, this is my budget. Like, I don't really know what's going on um, and how it impacts the big picture. And then we would get this, like, flashy quarterly review uh, by the CFO once everything is, like, you know, consolidated and reported upon. And at that time I'm like, oh yeah, great. Like I knew this already, or like, I didn't know this. I wish I did. Right. And so I think collaboration is just key uh, for me, like granular permissions around, um, the slice of the budget that you're responsible for, because if you don't have access, how can you be accountable
1: to that? Yeah. Yeah. You, or, or you're making changes too late. Like the quarter's already baked and you (laughs) find out that, you know, you're behind or something like that. That's the worst. Right. Exactly. Uh, That's really cool. And then when I was spending some time on the website, you've got like a lot of integrations. Like how, how did you architect the product? Like you open APIs and pull everything in? Is that the idea? Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I think there are two categories of integrations. One is native. So they're highly consequential, like ERP integrations, right? Like we need utmost granularity in that. Um, and then the other category is just like, hey, there are driver based data that needs to come through. And it, it, we outsource that to an integration partner because it would take forever to build each of them. We're in a lucky era where we can experiment um, rolling out a product like Basis because um, up until this day, like, payroll data wasn't even you know, available through an API. It's like the most close set of financial data. And shout out to Finch, um, who recently raised the fund again, who I'm happy to be an early investor in Finch, of course. Right? Oh, nice. so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they are experts at this data set um, and APIs to it. And it's just great that they're empowering this whole ecosystem of financial applications that didn't exist before. fp is a use case, but there's also other use cases around yeah. compensation and whatnot. So really exciting trend there too. It's just like this availability, finally, of structured, unified financial data from these, you know, heavy, uh, old school systems.
0: Hey there, this is the VP of Financial Strategy at Cruise jumping in to thank our sponsor of this podcast, Arc At Cruise, we have a number of clients who are successfully using Arc's fintech tools to store deposits, manage payments, get financing, earn yield, all in one place. But another thing that's important about ARK is that they have a heightened security and safety feature. Because they partner with globally recognized banks, they're able to offer an FDIC coverage over $250,000. In fact, they offer up to $5,250,000 in FDIC coverage. And if you have more cash than that, they have treasury solutions that can provide yield and safety for even more money. So if you're looking for a comprehensive financial solution that can help you scale, check out Arc. Go to arc.tech. Thanks again to our sponsor Arc. It's huge. The payroll companies,
1: they they are opening up a little bit now,
0: but yes. there's a whole qualification. Except for
1: Rippling. But, <laughs> yeah, I uh, haven't checked on Rippling lately. No. We did an integration no. with Rippling a long time ago, but we haven't we don't really use it that much, but I I do need to check with them because I know they jumped their every there's whole hoops you got to jump through and things like that exactly like
2: no the technology is there it's just like you know the charging around it who can yeah that sort of thing right yeah. But yeah suffice yeah, it yeah. to say like it the, the data is available for the first time now so apart from even fpna tools i'm just super excited to see financial applications
1: i know um, i know built. it's so yeah, nice yeah. Yeah, it also just goes in, you know, you can create new products like what you've done at Basis and then also just better for everyone. The whole ecosystem yes. is better off because they can see what's going on. That's it's, right. It's really, really cool. Was yeah. there like a specific, you know, your, your previous companies, was there specific, this is real dorky stuff, but like a specific line <laughs> item, like a problematic <laughs> line item, like the R&D team or the marketing team, the sales, like was there someone who just drove you crazy? Oh,
2: it's you hilarious couldn't see what they because- are yeah, well, it's it's so funny because let's be real, it's the legal, you know, professional services line item. <laughs> That's always the, what, what did I spend, you know, forty eight thousand yeah. dollars on? Which was the premise of my last company, Atrium. There's a lot of start. There's like, a lot of lawyers
1: that listen to this podcast, so they're all <laughs> so, freaking out right now.
2: Right, yeah. exactly, and and it also it's just like you know, it, it has to do with bookkeeping too, right? It's just like are you incurring a service that you didn't receive an invoice for yet? Like, yes, legal. <laughs> like I started incurring this service. And so also, like, is it happening on the right month? And, you know, so lots of these like Heavy hitting one time expenses with lawyers and whatnot. Like a, a lot of the misunderstanding is just like, which month does it happen in? Right. Um, how to, how to so.
1: accrue it in the right months, basically. That's right. Yeah, so that's, that's like that's accounting program. 101 right there. Yeah. 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 yeah the <laughs> law firms, they, they invoice like two months later yeah. and you don't really know what's going on. And then right. they're pretty big invoices. And so they are, yes. we have a lot of companies that like get you know, they get a stomachache around that stuff. So that doesn't surprise right, me.
2: Right, it's just like, whoa, right. And then, so there's a lot of uh, those types of things. Um, and then commissions is another one. Like everyone's like, whoa, <laughs> you know, where, where did this come from? It's just a lot of these like, right, like one-off things that, um, otherwise, yeah, I think marketing is always very granularly broken out. Um, usually R and D, early stage R and D headcount is the biggest driver of that. And which is why the headcount plan when you have like, you know, all the data together can really inform you how much how many months you have left. Totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We always say like seventy percent of all startup spend is headcount. Like, it's just, yeah. it's kind of that simple. It's almost, it's absolutely. like this, it's like a Moore's law kind of rule. That's, that's every startup does. It spends that kind of money.
2: That's right.
1: Is there like a wish list or things you're working on? And you don't have to break any news here. I just always totally. like to ask this question <laughs> in case something's coming Only
2: out. on Cruise Podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, um, what, what's your, what's your dream, dream thing that you're working on? Or, yeah. or maybe no, it's a sector you're trying to get into, you know, right, you're no, like,
2: absolutely. oh
1: gosh, the healthcare sector, if we could just get in there, we <laughs> can make a lot of
2: yeah, no, actually, Scott, it's the early stage sector, right? So traditionally um, enterprise uh, at P&A, SaaS is a, an established brownfield, meaning like there is a G2 category or 10 around it, right? And people necessarily need it because there's so much complexity around, like there's just all this like financial operations debt that are deprioritized until Series D and then everyone's like, oh my God, like now we got to get serious. This is a priority now. We have too many entities. We can't even, you know, consolidate our financials together. Like that's when that category of software usually comes in. Um, we know that, and the the features around that are like scenarios, um, com- you know, comparison, storing versions, consolidation. Right. Um, however, like I think what's really interesting is just like more of a mid market earlier stage segment because that is pretty green and early adoption oriented. Yeah. Um, and it's yep. it happens in Excel, right? Um, and the the whole API thing is new. Financial systems as a discipline is new, um, because knowing how to model in Excel is a slightly different skill set than like knowing how to sort of like implement a tech stack, if you will. And that is like a growing role um, in light of like how financial systems are impacting our um, financials today.
1: Totally agree. And people like me, getting you know Excel wizards, getting older more more i think more financial analysis happening in the browser basically you know and different apps yeah. and things like that and things like basis so that's that's really really cool
2: that is interesting because um, we sell to younger uh fpna uh or finance managers and then they're they grew up in the notion era and then they're just like yeah, i don't want to yeah. learn this in excel <laughs> right and so, yeah
1: the, the flip side of that is we have a lot of cfos who are like oh i don't really want to learn this new tool like how do you guys onboard new clients or new users like how do you teach them how to use basis
2: oh my god still figuring that out honestly um like i thought finance was going to be easier than legal so in legal right like i've been sort of streamlining professional services with a risk averse group of professionals uh, for a better 10 years <laughs> so, and and like take illegals for example it's just it's like 150 plus sort of like streamlined Legal products like defined value based pricing, right? And so um, I think change in this industry comes from um, that first. It's not even about a tool, it's about a mindset of like, hey, are, am I billing for uh, hourly still? You know, or am I open to doing this value based deliverables? And the cool thing is, once you get your mentality adjusted to that, FPA is like the dream recurring like delivered uh, service scope uh, yeah. product because it, it has clearly defined uh, periodicity. It's just like, hey, this happens every month, right? Like monthly close quarterly review, like, you know, reforecasting. forecasting, it, it like has this like subscription cadence to it. And once you start to charge subscription fees, which you guys do, um, then it incentivizes the teams to become maximally efficient which excel just isn't at a certain point so.
1: yeah you also i think also what you're touching on is like you like your tool your service has an incentive incentive to become even more efficient itself too and save that's everybody right. time because your that's profit right. margin goes up the people are yes. saving more time so that's like their 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 margin goes up they can do other that's things right. so it's, it's a nice way of structuring everything
2: that's right. So we appeal to two segments, like one is um, elsewhere CFOs who have subscription pricing, they're incentivized to just, and they want to scale. So with those two factors, like you kind of have to look into automation, right? And then the other is in-house finance teams, which naturally, uh, they're on a budget. So they're they're incentivized to become efficient. So that's like one thing. And the other thing is just like, you know, I think every financial advisor or fPA a professional, like did not enter the profession to uh, pull data from financial systems right and so we really tell the story of like elevating you to become true business advisor and to really discuss the issues at hand versus like oh my god like which version is this where is this file yeah. um, file management and you know doing For that kind part of, of the
1: stuff. job because so, yeah it's keeping you from doing what you need to do and you're that's right formatting or downloading or whatever
2: yeah and i think there's a tailwind of like For better or worse, right? Like um, in the U.S., like uh, accounting professionals are leaving the industry, so it's becoming harder and harder to retain talent in this field as well. And so, I think it's all the more reason to abstract away the work that is not fun. Because, like, I actually find FP&A really fun (laughs) to do um, when done right. Like, you're in you're you're at the center of decision making, really, and you know orchestration of the entire company. And it's just like a very very illuminating powerful position to be in
1: I, lo- I love it too you nailed it well you built a cool product so i'm i'm really excited for you i'm excited to watch you roll Thanks. it out maybe you can tell everyone how to find you if they want to work with you yeah. or how to reach out
2: and uh, definitely so um bebe, uh, clothing brand bb <laughs> um, i live in the bay area so if anyone wants to have coffee uh, let me know um and i can be reached at through my email and linkedin so my email is bebe. At BEB at uh, basis.so. And yeah, that was the cheapest domain we could get. <laughs>
1: Nothing <laughs> and, more than that. Nothing yeah, more than
2: that. Exactly. And really, we love Notion as well as so we're like, ooh, how can we, you know, like, uh, in, we're inspired by the UI UX of it. Uh, but yeah, like, I uh, would love to hear from everyone. I also, you know, invest, advise, do a bunch of startup y things on the side and would love to just like chat with whoever is down.
1: I love it. Well, thank you for taking the time. Super cool. And I love that you live the problem. So you built something to fix it. That's like <laughs> yes. always the best, the best sign.
2: That's right. That's right. We're truly engaged. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much um, for including me in your profession and in your podcast.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> I, I think- love that you said you're a founder and a friend. That made me feel yeah. really good. So, <laughs> yes. Thank you, baby. I <laughs> appreciate sure. it. Awesome. All right. Thank take you. care. Bye.
0: Take care. So when your troubles are mounting, in tax or accounting, you go to cruise. And friends with your host, Scotty, oh. Scotty.